0: Welcome back to the Global Tehillim and Physic Daily Call. On behalf of the OU, this is Nafkali Herman coming to you actually live in the OU's new headquarters in Lower Manhattan. It's great to be back with each and every one of you. As always, thank you so much for joining the program and for making it a part of your day on Yom Shlishi, the fifth day of the month of Menachem Month. I'd like to thank our incredible and generous sponsors for their continued support, in particular, the Schwartz family, whose names are prominently listed in the OU Daily email. To sponsor future programs, please visit OU.org slash call. Please note the deadline to submit a sponsorship for tomorrow's program is today at 5 p.m. Eastern. On behalf of the OU, it is my distinct honor to welcome back to the Daily Call and introduce Rabbi Andrew Markowitz of congregation Shomri Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to share Divri Chizik, which will be immediately followed by Rabbi Markowitz, slowly reciting our daily four chapters of Tehillim, Tarek Chaf, Chaf Gimel, Kuf Chaf Aleph, and Kuf Lamed. Those are chapters 20, 23, 121, and 130 will be followed by the Mishaberach the cholem, with a sizable pause to insert the names of those whom we are davening for, and we will conclude with the recitation of Achenu. Please continue to keep in mind in your tefillot, Uriel ben Chaya Esther, and Esther Tihila Bas Ariel Sipora, to young people still very much in need of our tefillot. with great honor, Rabbi Markowitz.
1: Shalom Aleichem, good afternoon, everyone. It is uh, really special to be back here on the OU Tehillon Call. And it's inspiring to know that each and every day, people carve out a Zman Kadosh, a holy time, to in to learn and to in for Kal Yisrael right now. I want to say Bershus, uh, Rabbi Hower, Dr. Josh Joseph, and uh, Naftali to thank them and really, really appreciate everything they do for our community, all they do for Khal Yisrael on a continuously, on a daily basis, for my community, the Frat, and for all of us, the Chlal Yashikach. Natalia should continue to do great things for Khal Yisrael um, in good health for many years to come. I want to begin today. It is the fifth of Menachem Av, just like Natali said. We have Chor Ben Tisha B'Av on our minds and uh, trying to connect in a deeper way and a more profound way each and every year. To Yerushalayim, to the Beit Hamikdash, to the Jewish people, and I want to go back to a Gemara that we've probably all heard in some way, shape, or form, whether it was in camp as a young child, or um, you know, learning on our own. The Gemara Yuma The is curious. What were the grounds? You know, the Beit Hamikdash was such a powerful edifice, a building uh, that was built for God that housed the Shekhinah, a place that everybody went to, you know, Jew and non-Jew, and sought inspiration there on a daily basis. How could such a temple, such a building be destroyed? And the Gemara itself is bothered by this question. The Gemara says, Mikdash Rishon Bipnei Machar. Why would? What happened, right, that caused the first temple, the first base of Mikdash to be destroyed? And the Gemara tells us, it's because of three things that the Jewish people did during that time that caused the temple to be destroyed. Says the Gemara that the Jewish people during that time of bias Rishon during the time of the first Commonwealth, the first Based on Mikdash, the Jewish people violated the three cardinal sins of the Jewish people: avodah zara, idolatry, licentious and immoral relationships, and of damen, wanton and unbased murder. And you could understand that it makes sense that, as a result of these three major sins, as a result of that, we no longer deserve. To have a place for God in this world, we no longer deserve to have a Beis Hamikdash, and therefore, as a result of our sins, Hashem permitted our enemies to come in and to infiltrate and to destroy and to defile the holiest place in the world, our Beis Hamikdash. And the Gemara continues and says, Ava shahayu oskim baTorah uveMitzos uGemilos Chasadim." The Gemara then says, if that's true about the first base on Nikdash, it must have even been worse about the second. What happened? Ezra came back. Not too many people came back, but people came back 70 years later. Ezra and Nehemia, and they built the second base on Nikdash. And in, in fact, they were involved in learning projects. They were involved in, they had Gemach. They were involved in Chesed on a daily basis. What was the thing that they did that warrants such a holy place to be destroyed? Says the Gemara, because there was baseless hatred amongst the Jewish people. This comes to teach you that this equates to three. Three verses one idolatry, licentious relationships, and wanton murder, is equivalent to the Avera, the sin of baseless hatred, of hating your fellow brother and hating your fellow sister. I have a basic question. There are clear sources in the Torah that tell us, and in Chazal, that tell us that the first three crimes, of they all are capital punishments. They all warrant a certain level of of punishment as a result, or you know, of their sin being done. Where does it say in the Torah, or that if somebody hates somebody else, it's not good. It's not a good thing. Don't get me don't get me wrong. It's, we should go around, and say, but it's not it's not so bad. What's so wrong about this? You don't give up your life. If somebody put a gun to your head, you want to give up your life and say, oh, hate that person. I'll give... It sounds like maybe you should hate yourself. That's okay. When it, if someone put a gun to one's head and said, worship that idol, or I have to take your life, we do not worship that idol. So maybe we could try to understand the Gemara that we heard so many times on a deeper level. What does the Gemara really mean? That they are equivalent over here? And how could it be that the second of HaMikdash gets the same punishment for an Avera, for a sin that's not necessarily on the same level? And then the Gemara continues. That's question number one. The second question comes to the end of this Gemara. Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi Lazar say the following. Rishonim nisgala avonam nisgala kitzam. See, the first of HaMikdash the sin was revealed. The nevi'im, the prophets, told us what, why what we did was wrong. And therefore, the end of the first exile was revealed. Seventy years, we came back. Ahronim, the second one, the Gullus, the exile that we are in, that we're languishing away in. For the past 2,000 years, Lo Nizgala Avonam, the sin was not revealed. Lonizgala Kisam. And therefore, the end. We don't know when this is going to end. We hope, and doesn't, every single day, that today is the last day of the exile that we are in. We cannot go on anymore. We need this to end so badly right now. But the Gemara says, "Loni's gala that the sin was not revealed. But the Gemara just said a few seconds later, seconds earlier, that we know why we were in exile. We know why we were in. The gallus. We know why the base of dish was being dis- was destroyed sin as Therefore, I don't understand what the Gemara means that the sin was not revealed and therefore the end was not revealed in light of the previous lines in the Gemara. So, there's two questions on this Gemara. Number one is what is so bad about sin as Don't stop the call right now, please, because that's not where we're going to end. And secondly, and secondly, what what does the Gemara mean that the sin was not revealed? We just told you what it is. So I want to share with you a really fundamental thought from the maharal. I saw this maharal originally in a beautiful and a beautiful talk given by Rabbi Yitzhak Menachem Weinberg, the Tolna Rebbe from Eretz Yisrael. And he writes something so, so beautiful. The maharal says that there are two ways that a, a house can be destroyed. Lamashal, for example. You can take a, you know, a beautiful pristine house, you know, and you can take a wrecking ball. You can get a wrecking crew, right? And from what I heard here, the wrecking crews can cost be pretty costly. And you take something very strong and powerful, and you completely destroy the house. And if the house has, you know, is very strong and has a very strong foundation, then that's not going to work. You may even need certain types of uh, TNT explosives, to uproot the foundations of the, of the house, because the house itself was so strong, was so strong. And then sometimes, you don't need that to knock down a house. The house is corroded. Their house has um, termites in it. And for years, it's been ignored. For years, it's been overlooked. People have barely lived in it or paid attention to it. There's been no upkeep. And it really does not require that much for the house ultimately to be knocked down, because after all, it hasn't been taken care of for such a long time. Says the, the first base on Mikdash was built with an extremely strong foundation. All the Jewish people were literally there celebrating Hakama's Bias Rishon, Chanukas Bayes Rishon at the time of Shlomo. Hamelach of Solomon the King in the beginning of Sefer Malachim, it was strong. The presence was there. The to- the Chazal tell us that there were ten miracles that happened on a daily basis in the first Beis Hamikdash. The first Beis Hamikdash for that type of building to be destroyed, big avir, TNT, explosives, since could be could be the only way to knock down such a Mikdash. Avodah Zarah, dilo and Shri damim, are the wrecking ball that knocked down that temple. On the other hand, he says, when it comes to the second base, of Mikdash, not everybody came back, unfortunately. And it's very similar to the time that we're living in. Not everyone. We have Eretz Israel. We have permission and rishos from our government to go back to the land of Israel and to make Aliyah. And not everybody is yet going. That was the time of Ezra and the Not everybody went. But he says that the people that went were on one page. Everybody had one common goal. Everybody was together when they wanted to build the base of Mekrash. Everybody went together to Yushalayim with one common goal. Therefore, he said, how was the second base of the Mikdash built? It wasn't with tremendous amounts of funds and financial support. Who knows? I, I don't know how much they got from the outside. He's, he's right, so let's talk about it. But he writes, what was the foundation? What was the foundation of the second base of the Mikdash? Ma'alat Mikdash Mahmas Yisrael atma. The walls were built and the foundation of the Beis HaMegdash was built through the people themselves. They were the fuel that kept the second Beis HaMegdash built. The miracles weren't there, the Gemara says, as much. Hashem's presence wasn't there as much. The people that were around for the first one and the second one knew that there was clearly a difference between the two. But the second one, the holiness, the Kedusha, came from the people themselves. That is what fueled and laid the foundation of the second base of Mikdash. It was what brought the Jewish people together, and through that, that built the second base of Mikdash. And he said... Once the base, I make, once the people in that generation didn't get along, once they started to fight, once they started to become petty and competitive and sometimes righteously indignant, that person's not firm enough for me. I need to keep my children away from that person or that community. I need to stand up for my rights. Therefore, I'm going to put them down. Once that started to happen, their termites, so to so to speak, started to sester in the walls of the second base of Mikdash. And the walls of the temple began to become corroded. Once the people themselves were separating, were becoming disparate, and were fighting, and we're not getting along, the walls of the Mikdash, the foundation of the temple started to fade away and that's how the second Mikdash was destroyed and all it took to blow it down at that point the termites are in the are in the walls it doesn't need much to knock it down and that's how the Maharal understands this Gemara Shkula Sinasinam keneged the Gimel Avera Chamur Avodazar right Shichazam Avodaz Avodaz is what, or of the Jewish people, unity of the Jewish people, is what built the second base of Mikdash. And once that was gone, the second base of Mikdash, the foundation was gone, and it was only time before that edifice, the home for Hashem, would be destroyed. And the Ben Yehoiada writes, that's the understanding of the end of the Gemara. The end of the Gemara tells us The first mikdash, we understood. We understood the adera, and therefore, we got the ending. What does that mean? The Nevi'im came, they told us what was wrong, and we actually admitted to ourselves that we did something wrong, and therefore, and therefore, we, we were able to do tshuva on some level. For the we admitted that we made a mistake. Was that, it was obvious, it was objective, we saw it. When it came to Sinatrinam, no matter how many people said it to us, we pushed it off. We ignored it. We said it's not a big deal. Everybody fights. I'm doing it for religious reasons. I'm protecting my family, my community. It's not, I'm not doing it for any bad reasons. This person's dangerous and unhealthy and I have to stay away from them. The Ben Yo Yoda says that nobody takes Sinas Chinam seriously. And since that is so, the end of this Gullah was never revealed to us. And as we are right now on Tuesday, just a few days before Tisha B'Av, may we consider to add a little bit more Ahab into our lives, to take the mitzvah of loving your fellow Jew, especially those that voted for the other person, or especially those that you don't, that don't go to the same schools as you, or don't go to the same schools as you, stop being petty and be above that for the sake of the Jewish people and for the sake of the Kaddish Baruch. Hu. During this time, it is our responsibility to follow the words of Rav Kook. Rav Kook wrote beautifully that if the second base make this was a surrog to the sin of the third will be built, the walls and the foundations will be built through loving for no reason, except for the fact to love a fellow Jew, through Ahavah Sinam. And it's my bracha, that if we follow in this way, we follow this way, by going out of our way and stop being petty and fighting and competitive, then, already this year, let's make it the year where we take this, Gemara, a little bit more seriously and Bezrat Hashem will be celebrating in Yerushalayim all together as we all build the Beis HaMikdash, the Yachad together in Hera, the Amener, Bezrat Hashem very, very soon. We continue now with Tehillim, we'll, we'll first begin with chapter 20, Tehillim Kaf. I'll recite the Pasuk and we'll go responsively. Lam <laughs> Naseach, Nizmorla David. Yan Chadunai Biyom Sarah, Yisagesh Hashem, Elohei Yaakov. Yishlach Ezracha Mikodesh kumicia is adaka iskor komin khosakha walasakha ye dash nas gala etemakha va vega walasakha yemalay ne running abi shiwakha Atayatati Kiyoshi Adonai Mishikho, yaneo Bishme kosho, bgvuros yesha yimino. Elova ha-rechev, veilav ha v'anachnu Vishem Adonai Eloheinu, naskir. Hema karu v'nafalu, v'anachnu kamnu v'nesolgad. Adonai Hoshiyah, Hamelech yanenu v'yom karenu. We continue with Mizra'ch of Gimel, chapter 23. Mismore lo David, Adonai roi lo ech sa'ar. Vinostashe yarviteini, ame minuchos yinahalini. Nafshi yisho bev, yancheni v'magwe t'sedek l'maan shimo gam tia lap big sum of s no e ra ra ki ata ima di shift kho misal kho hema ye nakhamuli ta arokufanacho khandegot rai disantab sham merci kosi rivaya akto bakhase yurthuni kholime khayai dishati bevesajnai lorakh yami Continue with chapter 121, Kuf, Kuf Alaf. She Lama alos Essainai Elaharim me'ayin Yavo Ezri Ezri Mi Imadunai Osei va'aret. Al Yi Teila Motra Al-Yanum shomrecha. Ine lo yanum Shomer Yisrael. Adonai shemrecha, Adonai t'ilcha al yadiminecha. Yomam ha-shemesh lo yakheka, Adonai yishmarcha mikora, yishmur es Adunai yishmor teis chaguecha meata viadulam. We conclude Tehillim with chapter one thirty. Tehillim kuf lamid shir hamalos nimanakim kurasicha adunai adunai shima bekoli yano for kol zachunai yishmor ya. Adunai mi amod. mo kim faly le mat y ver i vi si denai ki the stand af mi Shamilaboker Shamarim Yachel Yisrael kim Adonai. ki es YISRAEL mi kol We'll continue now with the Misha Berach And when Avteli mentioned two names earlier, please ask everybody to write down a third name: a young woman who is her Fru Alana Alan Chana Bas Gila grimla Misha Berach Abraham Avraham Yisachar Yaakov Moshe Aaron David Shlomo Uyivarech Avora shakaha lakadosh hazem ispalel, baavura, ispalim baavura. Iskarjaka isbrachli maale rachli maalehem. Lachlima an lara posa makhsikon yakiosa. Yishlach lehem mihira. Ushlema minishamayim lara makhevura vishasagidav. Isoshar kholi israel. Rukhuat nefesh yuukhuat hagov. Hashtab agalav isvan karif. An omar. Amen. Achenu kobeis israel. Anestein b'tarav shivya haomdim bein baya bein baya bashaam hamakom yirachim aleihem yotziyem yisarul Me mefeilali orah mishiba legula asha bagalav Zankari karis benomar amen
0: amen thank you so much Rabbi Marklis beautiful and powerful and very relevant message for all of us thank you so much looking forward to having you back on the program in the very near future. We hope and pray that all of our collective efforts for safety, strength, and a refua for all those in need will be answered and tova for good. Please join us again for our next scheduled program tomorrow on Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern. With hearts full of faith, stay strong, hopeful, and optimistic, wishing everyone a wonderful, healthy,
1: and safe day.